Things has been mentioned several times this morning, and it's not by arrangement other than the Lord, uh, is this idea of, of fears and anxiety. And you may not think of yourself as a, a fearful person, but fear and anxiety is something that we all wrestle with on a consistent basis, but we react to it differently. And some of us will react different in different situations. But how we often react is sometimes we might lock up. And so instead of stepping forward into something that God is asking us to step forward into, we lock up and we're unwilling to step into it because of some kind of fear, because of some kind of anxiety. Now we can also have the opposite uh, reaction, and that reaction is to just start doing, 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 uh, as, as much as we can, as fast as we can. And, and what's it based in? Well, it may not look like fear and anxiety, but that's exactly what it is. Because we are trying to bring something under our control. And you know what the result of both both of those instances is your soul is in a place of unrest and I want you to know this morning that Jesus died so that your soul could be in a place of rest you know you can be sitting around and doing nothing physically and be in an absolute place of unrest because your heart's swirling around your mind's swirling around you're thinking about all these fears and so on and, and you're just locked up and you can't move and you're not in a place of rest at the same time though you can be doing something you can be physically moving you can be working and you know what you can be in an absolute place of rest you can be in an absolute place of peace how does all of that happen it happens through one way and that is trusting Jesus but you need to hear this morning what, what does that mean trusting Jesus okay I'll just trust Jesus thanks that really helps well trusting Jesus is an action trusting Jesus is always about God saying do this and even though we don't understand it and even though it doesn't make sense and maybe it actually seems to go directly against what what makes sense to us we do it anyway and what happens for those of us who've walked with Jesus, when he says to do something, what happens is he moves. But here's what I oftentimes wait for. I want to see God move and then I trust him. Hear this. It does not work that way. God is, God's given us his word. He's already moved in your life. Now he's asking for you also to step when he asks, okay, do not, do not uh, go down to Garden of the Gods and say, God, I trust you so much, I'm going to jump off this rock because I know you're going to save me. Unless he told you to do that, he is not. You're going to die. So don't do that. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, when God says, do this, if you will step forward, you will see him move. And then what happens is that this trust rises up because you're like, he did it. He came through. And what happens from that? Well, a peace comes about because of all of a sudden you figure out that you don't have to figure everything out. You don't have to understand what everybody's motives is around you and what their next play is and how you need to come against it and what you need to do about it. 
you got the creator of the universe who, who knows what's going on. He's in control of everything. And all you have to do is listen and to do what he says. But here's the other part of it. And this can sometimes be the harder part. It also means not doing when he says don't do. Oh, I have a hard time with that because I'm a go-getter. I'm a get things done, okay? So I'm figuring things out. What am I going to do about this? How am I going to make this happen? And what happens is I'm not in a place to rest. I'm running around. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to make things happen. But if I will do what God says and say, okay, God, I'm going to step back here. And what gets to happen at that point? I get to see God move. And then my faith rises up. You see, trust is an action. And sometimes it's, it's not acting, okay? But it's always an action of responding to what God is asking of us. And when we do that, we get the opportunity to see God move in our lives. So, are you being overcome by fear this morning? Are you being overcome by anxiety? Are you a person that's running around and you're feeling no rest in your soul? Are you a person that, that's locked up and you, need, you, you know you need to start moving forward, but, but, but you're fearful too? This morning, I want to invite you to ask God what he's asking of you. And sometimes you don't even have to ask because it's in the word. It's in the word exactly what you should do. You're just not doing it. So we're going to look at some of those things this morning. But some of it's, it's you asking the Lord. We're going to go to Hebrews chapter 3. And as we do this, we're going to hear some words from the Lord in this. But in hearing some words from the Lord, he's going to be talking uh, both about Jesus. And he's also going to be talking about Moses. He's going to be talking about the people that were following him. And how they missed out on so much. And what they specifically missed out on was the rest that God was offering them. The rest and the blessing. And they lived in, in turmoil because they chose it. They chose it. And what they chose to do is not trust God. It's a decision that we have to continually make. I have seen God move in crazy, amazing ways in my life. Crazy, amazing ways. And yet I stand before you today as someone who is struggling with this very thing. There are certain places in my life I know that I have to trust, but it's, I know he did it back in, but what if he doesn't do it this time? It's real. It's real. I have to make the choice. I have to make the choice to say, okay, God, I'm going to take my hands off of this because you're telling me to, and I'm just going to go to a place of rest and trust knowing that you're going to provide. That is the hardest thing in the world for me. But we can do it. <laughs> we can do it when we recognize it. We can do it when we converse with the Lord about it. We can do it when we converse with others who are following the Lord about it so that they can pray for us, so they can come alongside us, so that we know what we're up against. That's how we get through what we're up against. Hebrews chapter 3. Let's go there this morning. Again, it's going to be talking about Moses and um, some of what he went through and what the people went through. But he's also going to be bringing it back to us and how we are now walking with Jesus. So just before this, he talks about 
um, talks about how people can drift away from the Lord and how they can really begin to um, lose their faith by stop trusting in Jesus. So that's where we kind of enter this chapter 3, and it's going to continue this theme as we work through this. So in verse 1 it says, Dear brothers and sisters who belong to God and are partners with those called to heaven. So these are people who are walking with Jesus. They're partners with those who are called to heaven. So if you're someone who's accepted Christ, that's you this morning. We're walking with Jesus, okay? Think carefully about this Jesus whom we declare to be God's messenger and high priest. For he was faithful to God who appointed him, just as Moses served faithfully when he was entrusted with God's entire house. But Jesus deserves far more glory than Moses, just as a person who builds a house deserves more praise than the house itself. For every house has a builder, but the one who built everything is God. Moses was certainly faithful in God's house as a servant. His work was an illustration of the truths God would reveal later. But Christ, as the Son, is in charge of God's entire house. And we're God's house if we keep our courage and remain confident in our hope in Christ. I want you to catch that. If we are, and we are God's house if we keep our courage and remain confident in our hope in Christ. If we are going to continue to walk with Christ, it's not about just saying, oh yeah, I believe, but then you don't trust God and you go off and do whatever you want. Listen, at that point, you are not walking with God. And that's something that we have in our culture. We have this cultural Christianity where people say, oh yeah, I'm a believer, but they're not actually walking with God. For those of you who listen to the podcast, The Unfolding, I listened to a really good one this last week. Um, it was a country music star. His name is Granger Smith. I was not familiar with him. I didn't know his story. But it was really powerful because he talked about how he would tell people that he was a Christian, believed he was, but he was not trusting God with anything. But there came a day in his life, and by the way, he was, a, he was a good guy. He was someone who was always trying to do self-improvement stuff and so on. But there came a day in his life where he tragically lost a son, a three-year-old son in a drowning. And it just, it gripped him because all of a sudden he started wrestling with fears and anxiety like he had never wrestled with in his life. And all of a sudden he found himself more desperate for the Lord than ever before. And so he started reaching out to the Lord and the Lord rescued him in such a powerful way that now he, he's doing full-time ministry. He's walked away and, and he's, just not, he's just not concerned about the music business anymore. He's so focused on this full-time ministry. And one of the things that he expressed is that he didn't believe he was really walking with the Lord before now. Now that he looks back at the time he thought he was, but now he realizes he wasn't trusting in God at all. And so I want to ask you this morning, it's not about, oh, do you believe that, you know, Jesus is real? Are you trusting in him? Because that's what that's talking about. Are you putting your trust in Him? Are you asking Him what to do and then obeying? Or are you trying to make things happen on your own? 
If you're trying to make things happen on your own, you're on a dangerous course. You're on a dangerous course that is headed away from the Lord. Part of the reason that God puts this in the Word is to bring us back. Because again, he was talking to people who were, who were fellow partners with those who were called to heaven. He's talking to us saying, bring it back. Don't allow your hearts to become hardened. He's going to talk more specifically about that. That's something that we've all got to come against because this world is all about you doing it on your own. You can't do it on your own and trust in God. It doesn't work that way. Trusting in God is always an action, and that means that we're not trying to do it on our own. Verse 7 says more about this. It says, that is why the Holy Spirit says, today when you hear his voice, and by the way, you are able to hear his voice, okay? It's probably not going to be audible. He can do that, but it's probably not. But it's going to be in your heart. And you're going to know it because it's not, you're going to be like, this isn't my thought. This, this, is, this, just, this is coming out of somewhere that I don't know. And by the way, the enemy can also talk. So we always want to take it back to the Word. But we are able to hear the Lord. I want you to hear that this morning. He's able to speak into your heart. Right now, as, as we're reading this Word, He's able to come in and speak into your heart. If you sense that, it is so important that you respond. What's it mean to harden your heart to God's voice? It means you don't respond. That's what it means. It means that you just kind of brush it off like, ooh, I don't really like that. And you just kind of forget about it and you keep going. You know what happens at that point? There's a hardening. There's a hardening. And when something uh, like a heart gets hardened, it's hard for things to flow through it. And so the voice becomes harder and harder to hear. So it's so important that we respond to God's voice. Don't harden your hearts as Israel did when they rebelled. When they tested me in the wilderness... There, your ancestors tested and tried my patience. Even though they saw my miracles for 40 years. So I was angry with them. I said, their hearts always turn away from me. They refuse to do what I tell them. So in my anger, I took an oath. They will never enter my rest. Now I want to go back to that verse 9. It talks about, they tested and tried my patience even though they saw my miracles for 40 years. How did they do that? They were seeing unbelievable miracles. I mean, they were seeing the plagues. They were seeing uh, the Egyptians die while they were protected. They were seeing waters parted and they're walking across. I mean, this was crazy stuff. But in spite of that, here's what happened. They still ran into obstacles. They still had needs, just like you were going to have them. And what happened was they get out in the wilderness and they don't have food. They don't have water. What should they do at that point? I, I mean, that, that is a genuine uh, thing to be concerned about. Well, what God would have them do at that point is ask him, God, we need food. God, God we're looking to you. That's what he's asking for. But you know what? That's not what they did. Here's what they did. Why don't we have food? Right, did God bring us out here to kill us? Let's go back to Egypt. This is a bunch of baloney. Do you see the difference there? Both, you're in need. One is complaining and one is saying, God, you know my need right now. You're able to provide. We are looking to you. That's what God is asking. 
So where are you at right now? Is there things in your life that you're just mad about and you're just complaining? Me too, by the way, okay? But you got to move the needle, okay? you got to move the needle and get to that place where you're saying, God, I need you to step in at this point. That's what God was asking for. Now, you look at that and you say, maybe you're looking at that and saying, that's so ridiculous. How could those people see all of those miracles and then be in that place where they're complaining? Well, guess what? The Lord was showing me where I was recently right in that spot. I've shared many times the dramatic ways that God has provided for my family financially. Going through a business that was uh, in a place where it should have been bankrupt. And and we had debt out of our eyeballs. I didn't know what I was going to do, but God was saying, come and be a minister. Well, if you got a lot of debt, that's a great thing to do. Go pick up a church. Yeah, that's great pay. That makes no sense whatsoever. But you know what? We did it. And many of you know the story. God, through miraculous ways, took away a debt that that I I just, I'm still, I'm just speechless. I'm just like, how did God do that? But God did that. And on top of that, you know, we went from having a it dinks. That was the word. Dual income, no kids. Okay. That's what we were for a time. We were living in the city. We're bringing in the big bucks. And then we have these kids. Kids are money suckers. (laughs) I mean, if you don't know it, oh, just watch us in a ball game. We got our wallet out half the time, you know, just handing out money. If you come by, I'll probably just give you some. But that's where we found ourselves. But at the same time, we also felt God calling my wife to really be home with them. Well, how are we going to do this, God? Because now our expenses are going up, and yet you're saying you want us to work and earn less? How does this work? Well, you know what? God provided in amazing ways for years. He provided more than one vehicle for us that we did not pay for. But you know what we had to do? We had to step out and say, this is what God's calling. This is what we're going to do. When I came here and it made no sense, I had to step out and say, this is what God's calling. This is what I'm going to do. I'm just going to trust you, even though it makes no sense. And honestly, part of the reason that I was able to do that is because we were trying the other way and it wasn't working. We were working our tails off doing all the right things and money was flying out the window. And so it's like, well, all right, um, I, I'm, I'm in a place where I'm going to have to declare bankruptcy and have no choice going this direction. I guess I'll try God's way. Guess what? It worked. God's way worked. But you know what? Not 40 years later, <laughs> 20 years later, I'm standing here. And recently I found myself in a, in a similar situation. Uh, as you know, last few years, cost of living just going crazy, right? And I don't know about you, uh, but our incomes haven't been going up at the same rate. And so I'm getting concerned about it. And so out of my concern about it, I'm going to make things happen, right? I'm not going to just sit around. So what do I do? I start working more and more and more. And before long, I'm realizing I'm going these long, long stretches and I don't have a day to rest. Now, normally Sunday would be the day to rest. Okay, that's one of the things God commands us. Take a day and rest. And he does it for a reason. It's about trusting him and not always trying to get something done every day of the week. 
So normally Sunday is that day. But you know what? For me, <laughs> Sunday's a big day. <laughs> There's no just hanging out for me on a Sunday. So I was going week after week after week, and I just wasn't having any downtime. And what God began to show me is that it was wearing on my soul, and the root of it was I wasn't trusting in God. I was trying to make things happen. And you know what the result of that was? Like I was having more things break down than normal. Money was just, and when things would break down, instead of it costing what it should, it cost like double. What was happening there? God was trying to redirect me so that I would trust him, so that I would go back into a place of peace, even though I'm looking at the bills and I'm saying, I don't know how this is going to happen. I say this because maybe you're in a similar place and God's asking you to take a course where you're like, God, that would be great. I don't know how I could afford that, though. I want to encourage you to trust whatever direction that God's leading you. Because if you do, here's what's going to happen. You're going to step into it and you're going to see God move. And it's going to encourage your faith. And then others around you are going to see it and they're going to be like, what's happening? And you're going to be like, that's God. And so they're going to be encouraged to step in. But before that can happen, we have to trust God and step into that. Verse 12 says this, Be careful then, dear brothers and sisters. Make sure that your own hearts are not evil and unbelieving, turning you away from the living God. You must warn each other every day while it's still today, so that none of you will be deceived by sin and hardened against God. For if we are faithful to the end, trusting God, as firmly as when we first believed, we will share in all that belongs to Christ. God has a number of blessings that he wants to give you. And he wants to give you all the inheritance of Christ and heaven. But in order to receive that, he asks us to walk a path where we consistently trust him in the here and now. That's why it says that word if. That's why it said in verse 14, for if we are faithful. Again, going back to that cultural Christianity. Well, I said a prayer way back then. Well, that's great. Are you following Christ? And it's not about earning. No, no, no. That's not what this is about. This is about following and trusting. You don't earn anything from that. But if you're not following and trusting, guess what? You're not receiving. You're not receiving the free gift. You're not receiving the gifts that God wants to give. God has a storehouse for each one of us, even in the here and now. There are things that he wants to give you right now, but you've got to step into it. And sometimes it comes through tragedy. Going back to Granger Smith. I mean, when I heard that podcast, I, it brought tears to my eyes because I can't imagine losing a child. I just, I just, I don't even know this dude. And I mean, it just like, whew, I can't imagine that. But you know what? It woke him up. It woke him up. And you know what? It was the door who op that opened so many blessings to him. Because he is a changed man. Instead of, of worshiping self-help stuff, calling himself a Christian, a follower of Jesus, but not really, name only, wasn't receiving anything, 
Instead, he took a different path. And suddenly, he's receiving from the Lord. And I can't imagine the impact that he's having. I, I mean, I, I, can't, I can't imagine the people around him and the impact he's having. Here's the thing. Each one of us have that opportunity. There are people around you that you're able to impact. How do you do it? By you making, doing some great thing? No! Just trust. And trust is action. When God says step into something, you step into it. When God says don't step into it, you don't step into it. Even when people are like, are you nuts? Why would you not do this? Look at the salary that thing has. Or whatever it is. We do what God calls us to do. Let's finish out. Verse 15. Remember when it says, Today when you hear His voice, don't harden your hearts as Israel did when they rebelled. And who was it who rebelled against God even though they heard His voice? Wasn't it the people Moses led out of Egypt? And who made God angry for 40 years? Wasn't it the people who sinned whose corpses lay in the wilderness? And to whom was God speaking when He took an oath that they would never enter His rest? Wasn't it the people who disobeyed Him? So see that because of their unbelief, they were, un, they were not able to enter His rest. God wants to give you rest. And what I mean by that is peace, okay? Not, I'm not talking about inactivity. I'm talking about peace. So that even as you move along, you have a peace and, and you're not worried about it. You know, I've mentioned money several times now. Money is one of those things that can just, just grip us to where we're just, we're just so focused on it. But one of the things that we miss out on when we're, when we're focused like that is the blessings that God wants to give us that, that we don't have to make happen, that we don't have to work for. Remember how I told you I'm, I'm working, 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 and things are just flying out the door? Well, I found the opposite, that when I will trust God, and by the way, one of the ways that we trust God is to give when He says give. And so what the Word says is 10%. We, we give God 10%. I'm not going to tell you how to do that, but you give it 10%. What happens when you do that? Well, what I've found, because even when we were in that place where we had dead out our eyeballs, we felt the Lord saying, you continue to give to me. Yes. Guess what? God filled in all the gaps. He took care of things. If you're not in that place, guess what? You're not trusting God. So if you're not giving that, okay, 10% of your income, you're not trusting. I want to invite you to do it. Why? Because if you do, you're going to see blessings that will happen. That will not happen if you do not step into it. Trust is an action. Every one of us have a, something we're fighting right now. We're fighting whether we trust God or not. Some of us, again, we're locked up in anxiety. Some of us are just working, 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 so we're not thinking about the anxiety maybe. But the result is the same. We're not in a place of peace. God wants to give you rest in your soul. He wants to give you peace. He wants to pour out blessings, but He requires something. If you're waiting for Him to do something and then you step forward, it's not going to happen. God was waiting for the people in the wilderness to step forward. And then he was going to give. But many of them didn't do it. And so they died in the wilderness. 
May that not be any one of us. If you haven't received Christ in your life, I want to invite you to do that this morning. Talk to me. There's going to be some people standing over here. They would love to lead you through what that looks like and just pray with you and help direct you in that. Don't go another day fighting life on your own. Receive all that God wants to give you this morning. Father, thank you.